Tov, we continue in the Sefer Bayam Darkecha. We're on page Kufches, and we're discussing all about Shabbos. This section in general is the Arab Shabbos preparations. And now we move into the second chapter that talks about Malbushe Shabbos, Shabbos clothes. The Shulchan Aruch writes, a person should make effort to have nice clothes for Shabbos. The Arizal writes, a person should change his clothes in honor of the Shabbos. Okay. He also adds, specifically he says, whatever you wear during the week, you should not be wearing on Shabbos. And that's all brought in the postkin. So whatever you wear during the weekday, you don't wear those clothing for Shabbos. There is also a Kabbalistic idea that we put on white garments. As Reb Chaim Vital writes, that you should only have white and no other colors, and at least to have four white garments, which he describes as the first white garment is like the undergarment that's on your flesh. Okay, that should be white. It seems they had one garment. Maybe it was like a, a nighty or something like that. And then you should have the outer garment. could be the shirt or whatever. And the tachton or the pants. And then the belt around that. It says four garments should be white. He writes that he saw in the wintertime, he'd see his Rebbe, because it was so cold, would have a dark colored garment under the white garment. And wasn't worried as long as there were four garments that were white. Okay, so I guess in our shul, we notice this with Rabbi Sevi. <laughs> Rabbi Sevi comes, he's got a white shirt, white pants, a white long coat, and a white hat. So those are the four garments that he has. Okay, so I guess everything depends on, you know, where you're at. But uh, for the Arizal, uh, he was he had the 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 long garment, the shirt, the pants, and the belt. Okay, so you have to understand what is this concept number one of changing our clothes and to not wear weekday clothes on the Shabbos, and what's the idea of the white colors, and what should we do nowadays? So the second uh, uh, bullet points, next point is that it says that the garment covers up the body and reveals the soul. As explained, what is the whole idea of wearing garments? Well, we know that the secular world says that the clothing makes the man. Let's see how true that is in Judaism. First of all, we are told that a garment has a number of objectives, purposes. On the one hand, the purpose of a garment is to cover the body and to conceal it, to cover up your body. The second objective of the garment is to reveal what's inside the essence of the person. Now, how does the garment tell us what's inside the person? Well, two ways. Number one, by wearing a garment, if you didn't have any clothes, could you go out today? You have zero clothes. You're in your house with zero, nothing. Can you go out and do what you have to do? No, 
If you had no clothes, you couldn't go to work. You couldn't do what you wanted to do. So therefore, it, it reveals what's going on with the person. You're able to get out. That's on a simple level. But the second level is that the type of garment that you wear tells us what kind of person is wearing it. For example, the Talmud calls something a chalukah de Rabbanan, a rabbinic guard, a garb, whose job is to reveal that the person who's wearing it is a Talmud Chacham. And Rabbi Yochanan would call his garments his machdusa, machabdusa. It's my honor, because clothing honors the person, because it reveals to other people what is the type of person wearing that, and they'll understand to give him honor. So rabbis who wear long frocks or things like that, oh, he's a big rabbi, so we know to honor him. Um, and as in, in the world today, you know, policeman still has a certain garment that shows he's an officer, should get respect. Doctors, you know, go in a white coat. Lawyers and, and, and judges, you know, in the secular world wear these fancy robes and things like that. So we know who they are. Also, clothing protect the person. Because when a person wears esteemed clothing, he feels it's not worthy for him to do behaviors in a way that doesn't be, suit him, so to speak. Pardon the pun uh, for that. If you're wearing rabbinic garments, you're not supposed to yell and scream at people. If uh, you're wearing lawyer garments, you're supposed to be honest, not lie, whatever. A policeman should be, you know, not behaving in ways that police shouldn't behave. Also, the body, and even though the body is a, a lower aspect of the person, and the garment is designed to cover up and conceal the body, but the soul, that's the higher part of the person, the garment is really meant to reveal and to elevate and to guard the soul. So he concludes this mini section by saying the garment is supposed to cover the body, but really um, uh, reveal, so to speak, what's in the soul. And in the footnote, Peivav, he explains as follows. In the beginning of creation, the body itself, before man sinned, the body itself was like a garment for the soul. And you didn't have to wear any clothes because be foolish. Why would you put a garment on a garment. Do you put clothes on your clothes? Or as we say, a table. Would you say that a table by itself has to have a cloth on it? Would you say that a table is unclothed? No, but if we want to put a uh, thing on it, we do. But uh, but a body, that was the garment of the soul. So, so why would you have to cover it? But after the sin and the evil got mixed up with the good, a man fell from his level, and he felt that the body is a part of who he is. And the body has a very strong grip on the potentials for evil. Therefore, we need to cover up our body and put a garment over it to quiet down the grasp of the evil that it shouldn't excite us. And at the same time, when the body becomes more purified and, and, and when Mashiach comes, the body, the flesh will be holy, like Sadiq merited, and there'll be nothing wrong with the body, which would seem to suggest that when the resurrection happens and we come to the world of Olam Haba, where there's a new reality, our bodies will be different and there'll be no clothing at that time. And we won't look at the body as something sensual, but rather as something that's merely a garment of the soul. 
in the future as well. Another aspect in footnote Pezion, by saying that the body is a garment of the soul, so it's also being revealed that the, uh, the, the soul be able to reveal itself within the physical world. Okay, and in many ways. There's some people who have the Kabbalistic understanding of looking at a person's face and knowing everything about this person. All about the neshama can be revealed on the face. So that's another thing that can happen. But in general, the garment is to cover up our body so we don't get misled by the body and for it to reveal what's really inside of us on the deepest level. Okay. So we want to wear certain clothes that would suggest what kind of person we are. Now, in section Gimel, a great caveat is presented to us, that, which is that even a person is wearing garments that are very esteemed and they're, to, to, and they're meant to bring out who's really wearing this garment, still in all, you got to remember, the garment is still an external physical thing. And therefore, there's a great danger, potential danger, that... The garment is supposed to be a tool just to reveal what kind of neshama is inside. We have to be concerned that people will look at only at the garment and not at what's inside. And they're going to say the person is esteemed because of what he wears. And therefore, people may wear garments that are way beyond who they really are. And they'll make themselves arrogant from that. Let's say you're really not a Torah scholar. You're an ignoramus, but you put on a Torah scholar's garment. So what do you think? Oh, I'm wearing the Torah scholar's garment. So that must be I'm a scholar. People have to honor me, but you're not. And he only can become arrogant for that. I bought the right jacket. That's a similar idea with black hats. Black hats, you know, yes, big rabbis wear black hats. Hamburgs or whatever. Nice, uh, nice uh, hats. This person's going to think, oh, I guess to be from means you wear a black hat. No, you've got to be, you're, you're hoping the person wearing it is, quote unquote, suited for the hat that he's wearing. You have to have your head covered. Keep a, a hat, any kind of a hat, a regular hat. Oh, I'm having a rabbinic hat. That's how I'm going to be frumer. It doesn't make you any frumer unless you feel you're on a level that you really are coming to become a kalmachachem and you want to live up to that, and you're wearing the black hat for that purpose, okay? But uh, it could very be, uh, could very well be, when a person is not that way, so the garment can really do the opposite effect of what it's supposed to really be meaning over here. For example, the rabbis have a very nice drush when the wife of Potiphar grabbed onto Yosef, it says, She grabbed him by his garment. So what's that symbolic of? It's symbolic that the Yetzirah grabs a person and seduces him to be engaged in wearing certain clothing instead of really going on and dealing with what's in your soul. The Yetzirah says, oh, you want to be from? Wear a black hat, wear a black jacket, wear a white shirt. Oh, now you're from. Well, inside you're not. So you have to be careful. Some of these are grabs you by the garments and say, wear a nice garment. That means you're a religious person. Well, that's not true at all. And in order to succeed in this endeavor, we have to have a lot of effort to strengthen our Kedusha. And there, because we have to be careful what we're wearing to reflect who we really are. 
Okay, so now Dafka and Shabbos, where we said that the light of Hashem is shining infinitely and we get strengthened with that reality. So now we can there on Shabbos wear these esteemed garments because with the power of the holiness of Shabbos and the revelation of the true light that it brings, a person has the power with his extended soul to not fall into this mistake. Means a whole really we have tremendous souls, but we don't really recognize it so well. And therefore we wear clothes that recognize the level that we're at. But on Shabbos, when the truth is it's much clearer who we really are, so let's wear clothes that correspond to that. Now, again, what is this idea of the clothing? So in Peches footnote it says again, this is the idea of what we call, we've mentioned many times, the Klipas Noga, the illuminated shell. That's something in the permitted realm. And therefore, something that's permitted, we already gave an example, let's say food. Food is klipasnoga. It's something that's concealed, and it could bring a lot of illumination. Okay? Because really, what is the food? The food is just a concealment of the divine light and love that Hashem has for us. So if we eat it with that understanding and incorporate and feel Hashem's love to us, that's wonderful. You've let the, the klipa shine. But if not, it's just a klipa, and that's the worst thing. You have to be always careful, put everything in its right place. The main thing is the light. The secondary thing is the shell. So therefore, the same thing over here, if you think the clothing itself is making me the religious person, the clothing is a klipa's noga. It's a neutral shell. What are we going to do with that shell? Are we going to show, oh, I'm wearing these garments because I'm a divine being inside and that's revealing it? Fine, if you could live like that way. But if not, then who are you fooling? So we move on to subsection Dalit. And we say that the garment is a Merkava, is a chariot for the Or Makif, the surrounding light. And there's two concepts of light. And besides the fact that the garment on the one hand conceals the uh, externals and reveals the inner aspect. There's another job it does, and it's a symbol of what we call the or hamakif, the surrounding light of a person. What is this? We need to know that around each and every one of us, there's something called a spiritual light, and that spiritual light is on a higher level than we are at at this time. And that should, why does Hashem give us this light surrounding us? So we have something to look forward to and to yearn for. And that light is called the makif, surrounding life. Because it's a light that's higher than the level that we are at. And we don't have the ability where we're at right now to incorporate that light. But it surrounds us. It doesn't enter us. And a person needs to purify himself and elevate himself. And then the surrounding light enters into the person. And now you get new surrounding light. To have new she'ifas, new yearnings. So this idea of the surrounding light means there's a higher level within our grasp. We can sense it. That's a light. You can't see it nor regular, but it's something we say, I could be better. And I want to hear it to be better. And when you are, you just, that light just comes in. And now another layer of a higher level of light surrounds us. And that light influences us 
because you try to gravitate to that light that's next to, the, to you and that'll influence us to want to be better and our actions should be better. And as long as a person has the Orha Makiv that's a little bigger than him, he has a desire to live up to that. That helps him with his service. Okay, fine. That's the general Orha Makiv. Now the baguette, the garment that we wear surrounds the body of the person. So now we're saying it's a Merkava, it's a chariot, it's a tool to the Orha Makiv that is around us. And therefore the garments that we wear also can influence our desires a lot because they're symbolic for us. When a person, just like we see that a person, that a garment does affect the way a person feels, so therefore, on a deeper level, certain garments will do that as well. On a simple level, you know, let's say a guy wears schlumpy clothing. So he acts like a schlump. But you get him a designer suit, and he really looks good. He says, hey, I look really good. I shouldn't be playing in the mud. That was always the criticism of, uh, the spiritual criticism of jeans. Jeans are, were designed as clothing that you could do while you're really getting dirty. You don't have to worry where you sit. You can sit on anything. Farmers wear jeans. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we make that our regular weekday type of wear, I'm not saying when you're working and you're getting dirty and sloppy and you're a farmer and you're, for sure, you're not going to wear your Shabbos suit then. But when jeans became like the norm, you always wear jeans. What does that mean? I can just sit wherever I want. I can be whoever I want to be. And then we have to be careful, you know, that the clothing make a difference. And wear a fancy suit that's really special. You got to realize, oh, I got to behave in a certain way. So therefore, this the garment is like an assist to the Orham Makif that's around us. And just like we say that the garment reveals what's on the inside of the person, because it's concealing what's inside of the body, can all, 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 all also cause us to reveal the neshama, where we see that the garment is revealing the or hamakif around us, which symbolizes our great yearnings to be better, more spiritual, so it influences us. Now, in footnote Paytes, he adds, person can be engaged with this Orha Makif and nurture from it even if he has not yet acquired that level. And that's the idea of wearing garments, where the garment is not really a part of the person, but on the other hand, it affects him. It reveals what he could be on the inside. And that's exactly what the Orha Makif is. That it's not exactly who the person is, but it elevates on the person. So, therefore, that's an important idea to wear, as we would say, prestigious type of clothing. To now you can say, I might not be there, but I really want to be there. And not that I want to be a phony. Not that I'm going to wear, you know, fancy, dark suits like rabbis, and I plan on fooling everybody with this. I'm fooling myself. No, I really want to be a, a more um, spiritual person. I'm wearing the clothes of a spiritual person, and I hope it will inf uh, influence me to be that spiritual person. That is fine. So now we come to the difference between weekday clothing and Shabbos clothing. So if the truth is that every garment reveals the inner aspect of the person and guards the person, and it's a chariot for the surrounding light, 
and it's revealing the person's yearnings, but all clothing are not the same. There's weekday clothing. What does that reveal? It reveals the level you're at on a weekday. Okay, because the orhamakif around the person is a weekday orhamakif, and you have limited comprehensions of what you want to be because it's during the weekday where the light is concealed, the great light. And as Shabbos comes and a person is getting himself ready for Shabbos and he's elevating himself and he's getting an extra level of nefesh, ruach, and neshama, now you got to wear different clothes which become the Merkava for this higher or makif that's happening to you as Shabbos is coming. And at the moment that a person is getting elevated, his orhamakif gets bigger because depending on the type of soul a person is aware of, so too is the surrounding life and therefore his yearnings get higher and he wants to be even a more spiritual person. This is the general rule as he says in footnote Sadi. The higher a level a person attains, the higher vision he now has for himself. He has new musagin, new concepts of what he thinks is important things. Okay. And now we get to the secret of the white garments, as we said. That's point number vav. He says, therefore, a person should wear white garments on Shabbos because what is the white color symbolic of? It's the recognition of the unity of Hashem. It is the symbolism of complete beetle nullification to the infinite light. Because what is white? White teaches us about cleanliness. It is the color, the root color, before any other colors. Everything comes from the white. Okay? And that is symbolic of the original energy that comes from Hashem. It's symbolic of the Ein Sof, the infinite light, the white light, so to speak. The white light comes before any other light as it goes through the prism. The white light goes through the prism, and now we get all different kinds of colors, but it's all coming from the white light. And that's what the Arizal writes. He says, to not have less than four white garments. What does this sound like to you? Who else, who, where else do we talk a lot about garments? The Kohanim. And what do we know about this? That every Kohen has four garments. Okay. And, uh, and, and he says very interestingly, and the four garments will parallel the four letters of Hashem's name, yud and vav Okay, and the real deeper secret is the eight garments that a coin godel wears, uh, or every you know every coin wears four that have gold, and four that are white, and the four that are gold represents the four letters of Aleph, Dalid, Nun, Yud, Hashem being our master over us, the thing that we could more readily observe, and the four garments of white are the letters Yud Hey Vav Hey where it's that infinite light that's a little bit harder to observe. So the coin Godal wore four garments of gold that speaks about the aspect is mystical now, the idea of Bina, which is serving Hashem, which is Aleph, Talmud, Nun, Yud, as Hashem is my master. That's the more superficial spiritual point. 
That means we exist as creatures. But the four white garments teach us of the concept of Yichud, of unity and beetle to Hashem that's revealed in the name of Hashem of Yud, Hey, Vav, Hey. That shows that Hashem is all of reality and there's nothing else. Okay? And the light of the white garments, that is really the light of Shabbos that is revealed in the world and everything now is nullified because of that. Okay? So now let's put it all together and come to the conclusion. So a person is now acting this all out. He has weekday garments and there's nothing wrong, you know, with whatever, a blue shirt, blue jacket, whatever. Whatever you wear is fine. Because remember, the weekday, the light is concealed. Our orhamakif is limited. It's all limited. We're working hard to do our best to break through that. However, now Shabbos is coming. And the infinite light of Shabbos is coming. So now we got to recognize that all kinds of different things are happening to us. And now we're putting on a white garment... And this white garment will influence us to feel the fact that we have a higher level of or makif surrounding light around us, which will encourage us to be mavatl ourselves, to nullify ourselves to this infinite light. And at least in a general way to merit, to feel, and to see the whole creation on Shabbos is a revelation of Hashem. And there's nothing outside of Hashem. Okay, so now in footnote Sadi Bayes he asks, now he can understand that if a person wears white garments and would bring him to arrogance, that would be the opposite of what we're looking for. And we say, oh, you look so cool in a white garment. So then that really is like having a black garment because it's only influencing to be arrogant. And the opposite, if you're wearing a black garment because that's what's accepted but his heart is completely nullified to Hashem, then that's like a white garment. Because really the truth is what's inside is what counts. So if in the yeshivish world, for example, people wear dark garments to be more humble, if that's the way we wear things, so we wear a dark garment. Okay? And therefore, the Bir Halacha writes, Lemaisa, he read, very interesting, in the Bir Halacha, this is the Mishnah Bura. He says, nowadays, wearing white garments on Shabbos, so if it looks like you're being arrogant, you shouldn't do it. But in his house, he could wear as he wants, as long as not in front of other people. Okay? So therefore, it comes out, the Mishabur is saying, it, you can only wear the white garments if you really, it really is paralleling who you really are. Say, oh, Rabbi Sevi looks cool. I want to look cool like him. I'm sure Rabbi Sevi does not wear it to look cool. He really has a very high soul and he wants to be in tune with the high level of Shabbos. Wonderful. You say, well, he looks cool. I want to look cool. Looking cool, then that's the worst thing you should wear. But that's out in front of people. But at home, where you're not showing off to anybody, you could say, well, at home, let me wear the white garment. So maybe start wearing a white garment at home. Now, obviously, everybody, we know we all wear, I mean, not all, but most people, even Yeshiva Shigil, wear a white shirt. So that's part of it. You're wearing a white shirt. So that's showing, you know, some idea of that connection to, to Shabbos. Also, it's brought down that, uh, what, one second over here. 
The main idea of wearing the white, we've said, is the light that it represents. So, so therefore, a, a, a dark garment that really is nice, even if it's black, it's like white. Because, you know, you're wearing a garment that is really very pretty, very beautiful. And therefore, it's the light is also pretty and beautiful as well. In other words, you're wearing a nice, uh, dry, clean suit instead of a dirty suit. Well, we could assume a, a nice, freshly pressed, dry, clean suit that also is like the light that is shining for us. Okay, now the final words in this uh, chapter are, but so therefore we have to make a distinction between Shabbos clothes and weekdays clothes. Because in the weekday we have to work, as it says, six days you will work. And there in the weekdays you can't go with total white garments because only on Shabbos is there bittle gomers, they're complete bittle. During the week, Although you want to nullify yourself, Hashem, but the fact that you are doing work and you're making things happen, it doesn't look like full people. And therefore, you've got to compromise a little bit during the weekday of what the real beetle is with the actions that you actually do to be a clee to receive the light of Hashem and to reveal it even in the physical world. Of course. But we can't say we're mamish in Shabbos mode. That's not true. And therefore, we conclude we should not wear Shabbos clothes during the week. Because you make it sound like, whoa, I'm the most spiritual guy in the world. And certainly, we shouldn't wear weekday clothes on Shabbos, because then we're saying, well, Shabbos isn't anything special. you got to wear everything as it should be done. And it's a big yesod, a foundation in service to Hashem, to know when to hold on to certain levels and when not to. During the week, we must recognize our spiritual level is not as high as it should be on Shabbos. And the clothing we wear should not be as beautiful as the Shabbos clothing. No matter what you're going to wear, I'm not suggesting we should all run out and buy white suits, okay? But I would suggest make sure on Shabbos you have a nicer suit. And if during the week you wear different colored shirts, so Shabbos should be a white shirt. But interestingly, we know, so what, what garments do Talmidei Chachamim have? Especially the Sephardic, the Sephardic Chachamim, a lot of them wore white. Or let's say even Ashkenazim, they would wear fancy uh, suits, a bekesha, a reckle, whatever. Uh, so they're wearing nice things. Why? Because a Talmud Chacham is a true Talmud Chacham, in body has the spiritual aspect of Shabbos. That's what the Zohar says. And therefore, it was the custom, especially in the Sephardic communities, that a Talmud Chacham wore a white coat all the days of the week. Okay? And therefore, really God-fearing people wear that. So therefore, big tzaddikim, Maybe wear the same clothing, same types of clothing. I'm sure they still have a special Shabbos garment, but it looks like they're already dressed Shabbos thing. So therefore, you could understand, let's say, for example, that you know a rabbi generally wears a suit and tie and a jacket. Looks like it's always Shabbos for him. Well, the rabbi is trying to aspire to make every day like Shabbos. Even though on Shabbos, he has a special suit for Shabbos. 
So therefore, as we are coming to the conclusion of preparing for Shabbos, as we started last week in discussing all the things we do, going to the mikvah, sleeping, shnai mikra, and everything, the last thing you're doing is putting on your Shabbos clothes. To say, I'm now entering the world of Shabbos, and it should look on the outside to tell me what? That I, first I cover up the body, and we don't focus on the body at all. And the clothing are bringing out that inside I have the most amazing neshama, and I hope it brings me an or hamakiv that is palpable, that I want to connect with and live up to that. And yes, and on Shabbos, I really do behave different than the rest of the week. On Shabbos, I'm very careful of what I say. I don't talk about certain things because that is the tremendous light of the soul that is coming out. And that's why it's important to buy a nice suit for Shabbos, a nice hat for Shabbos, all your clothing, if you can afford it, obviously, to do that and to it's it, and to like have a tefillah that as I put this clothing on, I want to live up to the clothing that are there, that I should be able to zocha to carry them after the Shabbos into the rest of the week.